Today is a story, it's a horrific one, about a girl who spent 24 years with her three kids in a basement in Amston, Austria. She was drugged by her dad at the age of 18 and locked up in her basement until she was the age of 42. For today's episode, we are drinking a glass of Oliver, the 2009 Riesling Dessert Wine, uh, which was kindly gifted to us by Heather Beckman. So thank you for that. It is delish. Um, So for today, our story comes from a true crime that, like Lori said, happened in Amston, Austria. And it all started with a monster named, his name is pronounced Josef Fritzl. So kind of just some backstory on Josef. He was born April 9th, 1935 in Amstetten, Austria. He was an only child uh, brought up up by an unmarried mother, Marie, after his father abandoned them when Josef was only four years old. His father ended up dying in 1944, fighting in the World War II. Uh, Josef's former neighbors in the past had described that Josef and his mother had a very unusual and intense relationship. He apparently had a very rough childhood with regular, you know, beatings by her and just being abused by his mother. This caused him to be taken away from his home and his mother by authorities and put into numerous foster care homes. Later in life, he expressed his negative opinion of his mother and specifically said that she used to beat me, hit me until I was lying in a pool of blood on the floor It left me feeling totally humiliated and weak. He said uh, that his mother was a servant and that she used to work hard all her life and he never got, you know, like a kiss from her, never cuddled by her, like basically just not getting any type of affection from his mother. Um, So that's kind of his childhood traumas and stories. Uh, But fast forward to Yosef being 21, he married his wife, Rosemary, who was just 17 at the time. Uh, The couple ended up having seven children together. They had two boys and five girls. Um, Yosef completed his education at a technical college with a qualification of electrical engineering. Uh, In addition to his apartment in Amstetten, Fritzl also rented out several other properties, and in 1972, he purchased a guest house and an adjacent campsite at Lake Monsey. He ran it um, together with his wife until 1996. So aside from the horrific things that he did to his own daughter, which we're about to jump into, um, Fritzl had a separate criminal history as well. In 1967, Fritzl broke into the Lynn's home of a 24-year-old nurse while her husband was away, and he ended up raping her, holding a knife to her throat, threatening to kill her if she screamed. Um, Pretty horrible stuff. And according to an annual report for the 1967, um, a press release in the same year, he was also named a suspect in a case of attempted rape of a 21-year-old woman and was known for indecent exposure. Uh, Fritzl was arrested and he served 12 months of an 18-month prison sentence. And if you think that's crazy, what's even crazier to me and mind-blowing is that after the rapes and abuse of the women, Rosemary, she stuck by him and forgave him after 
convicted of the crimes, she never left him. Her sister goes on to say that she was angry about it and she couldn't understand why. She begged her sister to leave him, but she did not, which made family gatherings not great. It was awkward. It was not fun having to be in the same room as this monster. Oh my gosh. I I can't even imagine. If I knew that my sister was married to somebody who did these things, I don't, I couldn't be around him. Like, that's terrible stuff. But yeah, with Austrian law, um, specifically, his criminal record was expunged after 15 years. So, as a result, more than 25 years later, uh, when he applied to adopt and foster um, his daughter's children, which again, we're going to talk more about, um, the local service authorities, you know, didn't know anything about his past criminal history. So, like, everything was expunged. Nobody knew his past criminal activity. So, he wasn't really looked at as a suspect and, you know, just yeah. kind of... And from the stuff that I read, too, and heard that he was also very good at putting on this um, like a facade. Front. Like, yeah. he was... They knew that something was off, but he was very um, confident in work. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a good work ethic. He came in, he went to work, he did his job, he did it well. He was very structured that way. Yeah. Very disciplined. Okay. For work and for business. So a lot of people continued to do business with him. Right. They probably respected him in that way and, you know, didn't see him in any other kind of light. But yeah, in 1959, after he had gotten married to Rosemary and bought his house, his mother actually moved in with them. Um, But over time, their roles had kind of reversed from what they were like in his childhood. And his mother was scared of him, just like he used to be scared of her. You know, eventually, um, he also admitted that he later locked his mother in the attic and bricked up her window after telling the neighbors that she had died and kept her locked up until her actual death in 1980. So it's unknown how long Fritzl kept his mother locked up in the attic, but uh, several newspapers have speculated that it may have been up to 20 years, which is just insane. Now, did Rosemary know her mother-in-law was I don't believe so. I think that he, which, I mean, wouldn't you hear someone walking around above you? You would think, but as we get into the story later. Yeah, you never know, apparently. Yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. Just, I mean, his entire past is crazy. Obviously, his childhood was horrible and nobody should go through that. But at the end of the day, he still became a monster. And we're going to get into that story um, of Elizabeth Fritzl, his daughter. So she was born to Yosef and Rosemary on April 6, 1966. Uh, she was the fourth of seven siblings. Um, her father, Yosef, he began molesting Elizabeth when she was only 11 years old, growing up in their home. Uh, it's unknown whether or not he molested any of the other children in the home. Um, but regardless, e- even if he's only doing it to her, it's dis- disgusting. Um, and when Elizabeth turned 15 years old, she completed her standard education requirements in Austria Uh, before she was preparing to take a course just to, you know, uh, become a waitress and start working then. Yeah, she started going out more. um, Typical teenager stuff, just partying a little bit, getting a social life. 
Um, I, according to the movie, it shows that she did have a steady boyfriend. I did research that, and it didn't really say if she did or not. There wasn't, I didn't see a specific guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was obviously starting to get attention from boys, and that triggered something with him. Um, so that caused a lot of conflict in the house. And then in 1983, she ran away from home with a friend. Um, she just wanted to get away from her abusive father. She was just itching um, to move, to move out of state, to move away. But she had, I think, a month left or so before she turned 18. Um, however, she was found by the police three weeks later and brought back home. On August 28, 1984, Elizabeth disappeared. She was just 18 years old and... Um, her mother, Rosemary, quickly filed a missing report. There was no word to anyone from Elizabeth for weeks until suddenly a letter arrived from the family, I'm sorry, to the family from Elizabeth. The letter, letter claimed that she had ran away because she was exhausted from her family life and she decided to join a cult. Now, from what I've seen and read, like, it's also... He didn't try to really get the police involved right away. He kept blowing it off. Like, yeah, kind she's of. She's fine. She just ran away. He did not show any signs of concern at all through any of it, which to me is a little bit of a. Yeah, red why flag. you're not worried about your daughter. Like, but again, he ran such a tight ship that I think Rosemary was just like. Like, maybe that was just his personality. Yeah, she just cowered down to him. As yeah. Normal, but. She never gave up looking ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, understandably so. Yeah, Yosef, he convinced his wife, their kids, the police, that the letter about her joining a cult was most likely the truth because he claimed that she had talked about running off to join a religious cult multiple times in the past. Um, But meanwhile, he was actually keeping his daughter, Elizabeth, 20 feet below the house in a cellar that was man-made and designed to imprison and torture her. He kind of did this. He lured her down to the basement. He was telling her that he needed help to carry a door down there. And this door that they were carrying was actually the last remaining door that would lock Elizabeth down there. Just so messed up when you think about it. Um, once they got down there, Yosef, he knocked his daughter out using a drug-soaked towel, like, making her pass out. Um, yeah, he had been planning and building this prison for years before this even happened. He even received official permission to construct his cellar as far back as the early 1970s. Officials didn't really find this unusual um, because during that time, it, it was at the height of the Cold War and many people were building their cellars as like bunkers for safety reasons. So nobody really raised an eyebrow or anything when he asked for permission to do this. And the local council even granted him a couple thousand pounds to help him build up his cellar, which is just, oh. If they only knew. I know. Oh. So a total of eight doors had to be opened until reaching the final door that had an electrical padlock on it that Elizabeth was behind. For the next 24 years, 18-year-old Elizabeth would live in this dirt-walled, windowless cellar. It was extremely narrow. The rooms were so tiny 
and just this little tube that provided ventilation. And when she messed up, he would close it so she couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. So she really had to learn quickly that he's not, you know, screwing around. She was exposed to very dirty and dangerous conditions such as cold, it was damp, the water consistently ran down the walls in such a large quantity that she had to consistently soak them up with a towel. There were even rats down there, like, all the time she had to catch with her bare hands. Like, I can't even imagine this poor girl. It's like, horrible. <sighs> Summer was the worst time of the year. For the cellar, it felt like it was a sauna in there, so she could barely breathe making it extremely sweaty and hot to where it was hard to even breathe. She could pretty much do nothing but just sit. Like, that's miserable. I mean, I complain when it's just hot and I'm sitting outside. To be locked in this dark dungeon with no view of the outside world, no breeze, just a tiny tube, like, I can't even imagine. I know he... They say, like, she earned rewards, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't even call it earned because yeah. the things she had to do and that he did to her. But he eventually started bringing her, like, books, and um, I think at one point she got a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, yeah, like, everything she got, she had to earn in a very degrading way Yeah, by her father. It's horrible. Yeah, during her 24-year captivity in the cellar her mom and her six six siblings they had no idea that elizabeth was going through all of this just like right below where they were living which is just so crazy i mean i can't even imagine finding that out as one of them just knowing she was down right below them that entire time the dungeon was hidden behind a bookshelf in Fritzel's workshop down there. The door was concrete, it had an electrical padlock, and it required a code that only Yosef had. Um, his workshop was also kept locked 24-7, so no one was able to even get into that part of the basement. Like, there was no way... I mean, it would have been an extreme miracle for anybody to even find her or think that she was down there. Um, when Elizabeth first got into the cellar, Fritzel strapped up her arms and tied them behind her back with an iron chain. He secured that to metal posts behind her bed. Um, This only let her move like a half a meter either way from the bed, so not far at all. And her arms were chained up, obviously. Um, But after two days, he gave her a little more freedom. I say that lightly. um, By attaching the chain around her waist. And it didn't, it took six to nine months for him to even remove the metal chains at all. And the only reason he did this was because according to statements later during the trial, um, he said that it was hindering his sexual activity with his daughter. Just this gives me like the worst goosebumps ever. He sexually abused and raped her up to several times a day, each day, right up until her release in April of 2008. That's... Yeah, I did the math. Okay, that's a lie. I didn't do the math. (laughs) I was like, whoa. (laughs) I read the math online. (laughs) And uh, it said that he raped her over 3,000 times. Oh, my God. Like, how does... I mean, I I don't even... I can't even... my, My brain can't even, like, compute this. Like, I can't even fathom any of it. 
there's no way you can. It's yeah. a lot of fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else word to say. Sorry. That's the perfect word for it. Yeah, he would punish her, too. Like, if she didn't do everything that he said that he wanted her to do, like, when they were horrible things, he would switch the power off down there for days at a time, leaving her in complete darkness. Like, oh my gosh, what a monster. And she couldn't even try to escape, because I believe he told her as well, like, you'll get electrocuted Mm -hmm. if you... And she believed it. Right. Because... Well, he's got him in a cellar in the basement, so why would he lie about that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and during those 24 years, I mean, you know, she was raped a bunch of times by him. She ended up having seven children by her father. Um, The births all took place over a total of 12 years. She had no medical assistance whatsoever during any of the births. To prepare for her giving birth, Yosef only gave her a dirty pair of scissors, disinfectant, and a 1960s book on childbirth. And he wasn't present during any of the births because he said that the proce- the, the whole process of like childbirth was disgusting and distasteful. So he didn't want to be present for any. So she had to do this all by herself with very limited resources. I mean, and to even, I can't even imagine the first pregnancy for her just knowing that that it was your dad like oh my god and laying on a cold wet basement alone after Mm -hmm. being raped and tortured and it's horrifying and yeah like you said in order to like prevent any of them from escaping yosef told elizabeth and all the children that yeah the doors would electrically shock them um, and then a poison would be released into the cellar that would, like, instantly kill them all. And, yeah, of course, it wasn't true, but, I mean, what are they... I, you know, what do you do in that situation? He's already locked you down. Like, you kind of... I probably would believe him, too, and be scared to try because I didn't want to die. One of the children, Michael, who was a twin, ended up dying only 64 hours after Elizabeth gave birth to him. Due to having severe breathing difficulties... Fissel ended up taking the body and burning it in an incinerator because who doesn't have one of those just in their yard, you know, nearby? Why not? Three of the seven children were taken upstairs to live with Yosef and Rosemary. Rosemary had believed that the children just showed up on her doorstep with a letter saying that they were being abandoned by Elizabeth, who Rosemary believed was still in this religious cult. The three children lived somewhat normal lives being raised with Elizabeth's other siblings while Elizabeth and the other three children were still imprisoned below. Yosef occasionally took school books down to the three children in the basement and one year even brought a Christmas tree down there, essentially paying and separating two families. But with that said, Yosef was still regularly beating Elizabeth, forcing humiliating sexual abuse to her, and even regularly forced her to reenact violent scenes from from pornographic films. <laughs> the children down in the cellar would often be forced to watch all of this take place. Um, Yo- Yosef would force Elizabeth to also write letters to her mother and him claiming that she was well but she was not able to care for the three children that were living with rosemary 
Yosef would even sometimes drive miles away and post them back to his wife just to keep the lie going and make it seem believable. One day, Elizabeth's oldest 19-year-old daughter, Kirsten, became seriously ill. And Fritzl, for once, actually showed a an ounce of mercy um, for the first time ever by allowing Kirsten to go to the hospital. Um, and she was brought to the hospital by an ambulance. Um, she was the only one who left the cellar at the time to go to the hospital. And at the hospital, the doctors became extremely suspicious of the situation because of just how pale... And like the bad hygiene, bad dental hygiene, and malnutritioned uh, Kristen had looked. And before I continue, thank you, Crystal, for helping me with my technical difficulties <laughs> no I had there for a minute. So That's if it sounded kind of weird. Um... <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I got your back. <laughs> so she was missing most of her teeth. She had multiple missing ball patches on her head. She was severely anemic. They had thought she was poisoned. They tested her after it came back negative they tested for epilepsy but in the end they ended up just calling the police and they put her into like a coma life support um state so they could basically help her her organs begin shutting down doctors were so puzzled on how a mother could let this happen to her child like who would abandon such a sick child and so much need of care? Yeah, and because of that suspicion, media broadcasts went out asking for Kirsten's mother to come forward with any necessary necessary information if there was any chance for them to save Kirsten's life. And while this was being broadcasted, Elizabeth and her two sons that were in the cellar actually saw this on their TV, and Elizabeth begged her father to let them out to just please so she could just save her daughter's life you know she was she was like I'll do anything I won't talk to anybody about this please I just want to save her life and you know Fritzl was older now and his health was deteriorating so he knew that he really couldn't maintain these two separate families for much longer for some time I guess he had been thinking of a plan to somehow release them without too many questions being asked so he agreed um and he allowed Elizabeth to go to the hospital. Um, he told his story was that Kirsten was his granddaughter. She had shown up on his doorstep after escaping from the cult. Um, but the police and the medical staff were kind of like raising an eyebrow at his story um, just because it didn't seem too believable and they just they just felt weird about it. Something wasn't jiving. Yeah, exactly. Um, so once Elizabeth got to the hospital, Uh, She had actually been taken away from her father by police into a separate room and they actually threatened to charge her with child abuse uh, just for the way that her daughter was clearly abused and neglected. Um, But Elizabeth, you know, she then told the police everything that happened over the past 24 years. Um, But she she only told them on the condition that she would never have to see her father again. Um, It kind of took some convincing um, and proof for them to actually eventually really believe her story. Because that's a crazy story. I mean, you gotta you gotta get some proof and just clarification. Because there are two different crazy stories. One coming from her and one coming from her dad. So, um, but yeah, it was wild. Yeah, she actually left the other kids in the cellar mm-hmm. while she did this. And I think a lot of it, you know, he's like, 
they will die if you screw this up. You yeah. Know? But I think that was, she had to risk it, like. Oh, for sure. You know, and so luckily they made it out. Um, now, nine days from now, Yosef will learn his fate. Um, Jural, jurors, jurors, they, <laughs> they file back into the courtroom in a small Austrian town of St. Polton, Polton, fact check, <laughs> to deliver their verdict and on the kind of monster usually created only in the minds of Hollywood script writers. Like, they just can't believe that this is a real person. They will have her testimony so harrowing that the judge ordered that they listen to no more than two hours of it each day. And over five days, they will have discovered that Fitzel, his own words, and in the videotaped evidence of his victim-in-chief, how this seemingly ordinary man became a rapist, jailer, torturer, and a thief of his own daughter's life. In many ways, what they decide is irrelevant. The man who decided to lock up his child, Elizabeth, for 24 years to use as a personal sex slave will certainly never be released. Whether he lives out his days in a secure prison or a psychiatric hospital, it means very little to the world, captivated by this unique brand of evil. I'm sorry, but it shouldn't even be a question. Like, no. you don't get a nice little hospital and get treated well for mental health. No, you are sick and you're going to prison and rot is exactly. what you need to do. Like, 100%, yeah. <clears throat> There's no question about it. So he lives out his days in the secure prison. Um, the I'm sorry, this man, he is so cunning and so controlled, so arrogant that he carved out a secret fortified dungeon beneath his own home to incarcerate his own flesh and blood, a place where he could rape his daughter and estimated, like I said, 3,000 times and a father of seven children with her in the dark rat infested cellar. Like, ugh. what Fritzl did is truly the stuff you see only in horror films. And I don't even know if I've seen one that demented. Yeah. Um, in a book with a word sentence he gave shortly after his arrest in April, I was born to rape. That's what he said when he got arrested. And he did. It was said in multiple articles that. He, again, raped her 3,000 times. Like, that's horrific. That he would even make that statement himself. Yeah, that's what you have to say. Yeah, wow. You know when they say, you know, you have the right to remain silent? He might have wanted to just take that part. Might have been remain a silent. choice. Kind of just shows, though, how messed up he is. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, he was 73 years years old at the time and he was sentenced to life in prison deservedly so in austria where a jury found him guilty of mass rape incest wrongful imprisonment cohesion and murder by negligent he is now held in a special facility for mentally abnormal criminals in austria's stein prison yeah no he needs to be in max getting his ass mm -hmm. every day 
when this a-hole was arrested and the cold words were said, like, it's just so sick. Like, I can't even with this guy. It's not only rape, which is disgusting, it's your daughter. Like, yeah. like it's bad enough you did it to two and a half other women. Like, yeah, it just takes it to a whole another sick level, like, I, where you can't even, I mean, you can't even comprehend any of it. But, like, that is also just adds a level of, it just twists your mind. Like, what? And you will see this piece of shit in court, walking through court, covering his head with a blue binder. Yeah. Like, you, he's hiding. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, you abuse your daughter in such a... In such a heinous way. Yes. And it's unspeakable and... Everything horrible that you can think of, it's, sorry, it makes my mind just blow. But then you act like a coward in hiding when you're arrested and when you're in court. You don't want people to see your face. That just makes me ten times madder, like, more mad about the situation. Like, you're gonna hide? And the fact that they let him. I know, right? Take that freaking binder away from him, please. I mean, I never really sat down and looked at the government or the rules of the politics of Austria, but like 18 months for prison and then it's expunged and now he does this, but you don't have to show your face. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, this is a whole nother topic, but rape should not be expunged. If you, if you rape someone, I'm sorry. That is a permanent thing going on your personal file. Like that bothers me. And you should be in there longer than 18 months. Mm Mm-hmm facts okay <laughs> now that we took a sip of our Calm, wine we've calmed down. our nerves like okay Ooh, we might need a second bottle to get through this one exactly so um fritzel would wait and look every day in the crowd to see his daughter he would he just wanted to see her face he wanted to see her walk through the doors um, she didn't run away over time near the end. I don't know if it was just his sentencing or when she actually came, but she did show up and he broke down and he started crying and sobbing and saying that he was so sorry. He wishes he could take it back and he was just trying to protect her. Protect her? Protect her from the monster that you became? This you dude did wants me to fight him. <laughs> you did the exact thing you claim you are protecting her from god disgusting so i don't buy it i don't feel pity for him he is a monster and i know he's still riding there and he can just die there (laughs) yep in a cold wet damp moistured cell the sad thing is where he's at is nicer than where she was for 24 years And she did nothing, and he is, like, truly heinous. Now, shifting to a lighter note, I guess, um, Elizabeth has since been given a new identity for her protection. She's now 54 years old. She still lives in Austria, um, and the home that she lives in is kept under constant security and surveillance. 
Um, in addition to security guards, 24-hour watch, the small village area that she lives in has actually kind of formed like a protection group for her and for her children just to keep journalists and other media platforms away, which I think is just so great. Um, you know, she lives a very private life now with her six children um, after her and her three cellar children actually spent a lot of years in rehabilitation, recovering from the traumatic events that Yosef put them through, you know, I mean, not surprising. I mean, that's so traumatizing. I don't even know how you get through that. But they were granted 60,000 euros in child allowance and they were given the home where they live now, um, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, after the recovery years, Elizabeth and her three cellar children, they did eventually get reunited with the three children that lived upstairs. Uh, it took a lot of adjustment to merge the seven of them together just because, you know, the three children upstairs couldn't relate at all to what her and the cellar kids had endured all those years. I mean, how do you relate to that? And they even felt guilt um, with their siblings that they went through that and then they lived relatively normal lives. So, I mean, after a lot of work, they've grown closer, but it, it definitely took some time. Um, and yeah, we're going to get a little bit more into Rosemary too, but it did take a long time for Elizabeth to rebuild that relationship. Uh, cause you know, she believed for years that there was no way that her mother had no idea that any of this happened, which I, I, you know, I don't blame her for. She's right underneath the house. You have to think, how do you not know? Like, how do you not know that he's done anything? Um, and she refused to speak for her to her for years, but, you know, they eventually came a little bit closer. Um, but yeah, Elizabeth now has her driver's license. She's, you know, living a relatively normal life. She's now married to actually one of the security guards that was assigned to her home. Um, his name is Thomas, Thomas Wagner, and he is 23 years younger than her. Go girl. Um, <laughs> and Thomas has become very close to her children, and he's just become like a safety net for Elizabeth to have. Yeah, and Fitzel, he is now 85 years old. He's serving his life sentence in his special prison unit for the criminally insane. Um, it's in Kremstein Prison in Austria. Now, in March of 19, it was reported that his health was rapidly declining, and he reported that he did not want to live. He just gave up pretty much on life. Well, you know what? You lay there and yeah. freaking rot. Bye, bitch. So, Rosemary, um, something gnaws at Elizabeth about her mother, and um, she has a lot to think about and I mean some of it it's rightfully so um the rift with Elizabeth and her mother um it has not really been healed it started um when she was in the psychiatric clinic um just this constant complaining about the three of her children um referring to the ones that got to live upstairs they keep calling Rosemary mother, and I think it hurts. Like, yeah, yeah. She, the kids don't know her, and they she did not raise them, and all they know is Rosemary. So I kind of get, yeah, how and why's 
but it's a difficult it, the pain doesn't situation. go away any less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's tough because they were raised like as if she was their mother. So it's it's definitely a tough situation. Yeah, and then in fact, the hostility between the two women it predates to 1984, when Elizabeth was drugged and dragged into that dungeon. Um, It actually roots back to 1967, when Elizabeth was barely two and Yosef broke into the home of that sleeping nurse that we mentioned earlier and committed rape. And um, when Rosemary decided to not divorce him and bring him back to the house and stay married to him despite knowing that he was a rapist. I think Elizabeth just kind of like you let him in this house. You brought a rapist back into this house. Like what the hell do you think was going to happen? Like, I mean, maybe in her wildest dreams, she never thought to their own daughter. Right. But at the same time, like, even bring him back after that i mean i don't know what he was telling her if he was like this isn't true i didn't actually do this and maybe she believed him and like tried to stick by his side but i mean i totally get where elizabeth comes from with that like if you didn't take him back none of this would have happened to me and the way they word it she forgave him it makes me feel like she knew yeah and the way her sister talked like she knew yeah you know Mm -hmm. So, by the time Elizabeth was 11, Fitzel was leaving pornographic magazines under her pillow, and he would masturbate in front of her. Oh, my God. Up to her mom, or, like, say something, or even to her siblings. But a lot of kids don't. Yeah. They, it's their dad, and maybe she just wants her dad, and... Yeah, it's, it's so hard to say, like, yeah. Um, so... With that being said, Elizabeth could also understand why her mother mother was swallowing a lot of her father's bullshit because he was very brutal and he was almost a dictator the way he ran his house. Um, he had dictator ways and his mother was emotionally abused and gaslighted and just... She accepted that. That was just her life. She was very cowarding mm-hmm. when it came to him. You know, she didn't really have the backbone to go up against him. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I mean, she might have just been terrified of him. And that was how she coped with it was to just kind of let him get his way and run the house and be the way that he was, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth questioned her mother a lot she conflicted she's very conflicted with how rosemary did not know that she's being abused and that he later engineered this her disappearance like i guess it just you know you ask yourself all the time like did my mom miss something obviously um but how did she not know? How do you not know what your husband's up to? But I think he was just that good. Mm-hmm. He was just, you know. And I don't think she ever questioned him 
about anything. So there wasn't even an opportunity for him to F up and like misspeak or like make her think, oh, wait, why is he acting weird about this? Like, I feel like she just didn't. It was just weird. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. You know, he made it very clear nobody was allowed in the basement ever. Like, I got work stuff down there. And, you know, even if they went down there for a random thing, like, they would have been hell to pay. You yeah. Know? So they just, she brushed it off like, okay, we won't go in the basement. Then, whatever. Yeah. Me, I'm a curious cat. So <laughs> I probably would have got my ass in trouble. So it is without a doubt that that's what caused the division and... It'll probably never heal, but it could. Rosemary lives alone in Linz. Um, She's welcome to Elizabeth's house as a visitor. She always leaves with a handshake, rarely a hug. But her daughter said that, you know, they're trying. Um, But, yeah, it's strained. Yeah. I mean, the the whole story is just incredibly sad from every way that you look at it. Yeah, the so this was, you know, a huge, huge story, obviously, because, like, what? <laughs> um, and it got turned into a book. Um, so the book based on this horrible story, it's actually called The Secrets in the Cellar. It's by John Glatt. Um, and it was originally published on March 3rd in 2009. The book's more factual than the film um, when it comes to, like, what actually happened to Elizabeth Fritzl in real life. Um, so the film adaptation of the story, it's a crime thriller called Girl in the Basement. It was just released this year, February 27th, 2021. Um, the movie definitely has been more Americanized. You know, it took place in America, um... The names were a little altered. Situations were a little bit altered. But, I mean, what do you, that's a movie. What do you expect? Um, they get the, the basic idea of what's going on. Um, and they hit a lot of points. But they do change. Like, they changed how many children she had. Um, this some, one she had a steady boyfriend. That... Yeah. Some escape things. They changed. They didn't say she ran off to be in a cult in the movie. They said she ran off with... Or her dad said she ran off with some guy to a different state. An old friend, neighbor. Mm-hmm. So a little differences here and there, but I mean, basically the same general story of what happened. But truly, truly horrible. I mean, my blood boils every time I even think about this man. Absolutely. He's our, we ever hear the saying, what nightmares are made of? Mm-hmm. I'd rather deal with Freddy Krueger than this guy. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Oh, my gosh. Um, but thank you again for joining us and listening to us. Um, you can check out our website at horrorwineandcrime.com. I also want to give a thank you to Michelle McKenna. She has been helping us with our website, and she's been doing a fantastic job. Yes. Um, we will post pictures on Instagram and Facebook of some of the true pictures and um, of Joseph, Joseph Fitzel and Elizabeth. So be sure to check those out and uh, make sure you're liking and subscribing. All good thoughts, all good things, all good things. Yes, positivity. Um, tell a friend, <laughs> pass it along. 
Um, don't forget to check out the website and click that donate button and that'll help us get another bottle of wine and it'll help us get us goodies that we can send out to our listeners and fun contests and keep this thing popping. Keep it rolling. Yeah, and keep uh, check out our t-shirts, our bags, our candles. Um, we have a lot of different colors as far as the candles we have a lot of different scents and you can just customize them if you want to make a personal name with a scent and a color just let us know and we're pretty flexible we can get whatever you want done for the most part and we're excited to do it absolutely it's been a fun ride so far it's been a short ride but we are having a blast doing this so hopefully you have a blast being here and listening with us and we have a lot more cool stuff to share with you so please come back next week yes stay creepy bye <laughs> Bye-bye.